All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Welcome into the Greater Cincinnati Scoreboard and Recap Show. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with Tom Gamble, the proprietor of the Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown and the commissioner of the Greater Catholic League South. Tony Pike, still on assignment on a beach somewhere. Lost. He, I, I think no he's one really knows where he is. And, and you know, you failed to mention because I'm wearing my you gear are. today because it's the... Also the organizer of the Skyline Chili Reds High School Showcase. How about them, Red Legs? Futures Showcase. Yeah, it's it's all good. Hopefully next spring we'll get back at it. I know we will, but how about those Red Legs, Fred? Clinching the playoffs. And the playoffs. You know it. There you go. And maybe bigger and better things to happen. And speaking of playoffs, we're just a week away. That's incredible. From the Ohio playoffs getting underway. And I'll ask you, I was talking with uh, with Mike Dyer from Mm -hmm. WCPO.com. We were were co-workers at one point of the Inquirer. And uh, it was the other day when... A couple of cancellations were taking place, and um, part of our conversation was maybe they were really smart in the way they structured this. That if you know, it feels like we're kind of getting back into some spikes in this stuff, and um, it's almost like let's get the playoffs going and get it over with before anything else can happen. I do have a question for you, and I don't think there's an answer. Is there a contingency if a team has to punt a playoff game? Do we just forfeit it? I'm I think assuming? I think if you can't play in the postseason, you have to forfeit. That's the only thing I, can I mean, you can't. Of, right? what, what would you do? You can't delay. Correct. Then you because the the whole push for the postseason was to have the tournament essentially over by mid November. So the only way you're going to be able to stay on schedule, if you will, is to play in the weeks that you've got lined up. And, yeah. I, and it's you know, I mean, and and don't forget because now you have to win five games to get out of the region. Right. When previously you had to win three, so you win five, it'll be played at the higher seed up until the state semifinals. So postseason's going to be interesting. And, you know, I don't know if there's a spot. I just think you're going to have circumstances. I'm yeah, surprised, to be honest with you, that we're sitting where we are through five weeks. So we're at the midway point just over it of what would be a normal 10-week season. And, and I'll be frank. I don't know what your expectations were going in. Maybe you didn't have any. Mine were, to be honest with you, I thought more games would be canceled. Yeah. And I think what you've seen is games that are canceled – Teams, not all the time. I know the Lakota West was really disappointed right. because they wanted to play Kings. Kings chose to play outside the area when um, Lakota West had their game with Oak Hills canceled and Kings had its game canceled with West Claremont. Um, but you're seeing teams kind of find each other to at least play. Not every week, Correct. but for the most part. No, I mean, which know, is a good games, thing. Almost everybody's played five games. No, they have. I mean, there's some that have played four, but but at the end of the day, and, and, and let's, you know, and, and I've talked to enough people, too, that believe should teams get eliminated, having the opportunity to play eight, nine, and ten weeks and, and play a ten-game schedule. I think they will. If you so choose, I think they will, too, yeah. for a variance of reasons. Some have even talked about maybe a rival game because of the adjusted conference right. schedule right. that wasn't played doing that because they think it's good for the community. Others, much like college football, I guess, in those bowl games, some of those bowl games that are so meaningless, but yet as a coach, you get, to you get your younger guys yeah. and you practice. And that's the other question. Do you start when you get back to it? If you've been eliminated from the postseason, I think you do it with an eye on the future. I yeah, think, do you start I, playing? I think younger probably guys. whatever your last game is, you you give your seniors that uh, that last opportunity to play. Um, but yeah, I think you start looking towards the future. A little and bit. don't forget this upcoming week, coaches will submit their regional rankings, and then from that, the compilation of that will shake down the seating. And it's not – people need to understand, I've had a couple people ask me, it's not like basketball. Like, you don't go in right, right. and select, we want to be in this bracket, we're avoiding this team, or we're setting up to play this team earlier or later. This is where 
from those seeds, it'll be 16 at 1, 15 at 2, assuming there's 16, which there will which be there, ultimately. Which there, which there, yes. is, it, there is in Division One as we sit Correct. here today That's on this accurate. Saturday. That yep. could always change. Right. It could. So, anyway, but it's going to be very interesting, and I think I think the playoffs honestly could be a lot of fun. Yeah, I do too. I, 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 I think it's a year where um, – Moving forward, I think it gets talked about maybe expanding the playoffs. I don't think you get to that point. We talked a little bit about this last week. Yeah. Because I still think it, it it will add to the regular season. It should add to better regular season matchups, right? It would. It should. And I'll tell you what I think you're going to find out from this year, though. Here, here's what you're going to find out. Teams from one league are going to have to play teams from another league in some instances where they normally would try to have avoid played and would right. try to avoid. So you're going to you talk about a good barometer to see. You know, I know in the well, college. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Moeller is not going to get a high seed, right? They're right? one in four. Although they were, but, if but you if believe they, the JoeIdle.com, they were number seven. Yeah, I was just saying, in Region Four going into last night's game. They're probably at the eight nine seed range, probably right? somewhere in there. I don't know if anybody wants to. Correct. I mean. They're not going to play Lakota West because they're going to be the right. one of the two seed, probably right. the one seed. I would think St. Xavier and Elder would play, be play anywhere like from a, two to four. Play like a Sycamore? Seedings. Maybe. I mean, yeah. But it's going to be – you know how you do the – at the end of the bowl season, you look to see – and it's right. all about the matchups, right. but you're really going to see that this year in the high school playoffs in Ohio. No question. Yeah, Moore's number nine, nine as we okay. see today. So, uh, I mean, think about that. They've won – and they've lost four straight. Won one who, game. Who, who is the eight, Mr. Producer, if you're looking at it? Do you see it? Our, our Mr. Producer in my ear gave gave me Moeller nine. Yeah, but Walnut Hills. And so Walnut, Hill, Hills, Walnut Hills last night played Elder. And got beat 35-7. Right. We'll yes. get to that game here in just a second. It yep. was a 14-7 game at half, but it tells me that Moeller certainly is in the game right. with Walnut Hills. I mean, sure. it's not like they're going to be overmatched. So no that, that'll, be, that'll be interesting. Where are we starting this week? The GMC? We are, but first, okay. though, line up the coaches for today. Kent McCullough from Turpin will check in with us here in about uh, eight or so minutes. Jake Miners, the fine coach from East Central High School. Yep. They actually play a game today. Tonight, yeah. tonight, actually. And Steve Speck from St. Xavier. The game I broadcast last night for WatchHSSports.tv and ESP Media was St. Xavier beating Moeller 43-14 after leading only 21-14. And clinching the GCL South, South Division yep. Championship. First time since 2017 when they also went 3-0 and we're going to ask him about being an author that's right he's got a book yes it's he does out and i'm looking it forward is out. To, uh, yes. to, to kind of reading that that book and, and giving him some some pointers that's but you really don't me. but you really don't want to pay for it right you want you want the i would pay for it he, he asked me I know, he to read me it too. for him right. he said will you read this and give yeah. me some critique and i said absolutely what's he going to do reprint it then i don't know oh, he well, should have asked us that prior to maybe, right but we'll, we'll uh, i'm looking forward that. to it too it's going to be very interesting it's about the it's got a, a greater message, but he's putting his English teaching and degree to use, and it's about their like 2016 it. championship season when St. Xavier became the first team in Ohio high school history at any division to go 5-5 five and five in the regular season, had that improbable postseason run to the state title. I, I, I did two of those games for Spectrum Sports. Crazy. I, the Sycamore win is still the most unbelievable Well, to me, to me it was the Colerain right. win, and, and they I, were yeah. back-to-back weeks. That was insane. Yep. All right. All right, let's start the GMC last night where Mason went in undefeated against Hamilton, but Hamilton held him to 173 yards of offense, beats Mason 12-7. It tells me a couple things here. Nate Mahon's a really good coach. He's a good coach, has been wherever he's been. Now, this, you know, everybody I think anticipated, of course, as you mentioned earlier, West did not play this week. Everybody thought it would be 5-0 Mason at 5-0 West, right. so it's going to be 4-1 Mason at 4-0. It's, it's still essentially for the GMC title. Princeton sitting there with that one loss. And people need to realize if they end with a tie record-wise, 
Conferences here do not do the head-to-head. Right, they right. don't. So it's just co or tri or champs, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. So I, I don't think. I no offense to to, uh, to well, Mason. I don't think they beat West. If you had trouble scoring against Hamilton, uh-huh. it's going to be extremely difficult against West because defense is the forte of Lakota West. Yes, indeed. The other game of the night last night, the GMC saw Lakota East get a twenty-yard field goal from Trevor Hoffman at the gun yeah. to beat Fairfield twenty-three twenty-one. Fairfield trailed in that game in the fourth quarter, twenty to seven. Came back to take the twenty-one. Uh, 20 lead before Hoffman's 20-yard field goal won it. East, just 2-3 and three now, but you look at two of their three losses, right, they the could first easily two. turn those around. Well, it's funny. I, you know, we had them in the Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown. People were like, wait a minute, you got 0-3 East at 3-0 Prince? And I said, hey, don't be deceived. Look at what they've done. And then their third loss was to LaSalle when they left a lot of points on the field. Now, I think LaSalle is a better team, but nonetheless – you know, that win at Princeton really didn't look, if you we watched the entire game, really right. didn't look like a fluke. I don't think Princeton brought its A game, but he's played pretty darn well. No doubt about it. Uh, Coleraine last night knocked off Sycamore 20-7, to held the Aviators to just five first downs, 86 yards offense. MJ Flowers carried for 132 yards and a touchdown. And Princeton still sitting with just that yeah. one loss in the league. The loss to Lakota East last week. Got to be kicking themselves because they could they could no very well be undefeated. But yep. beat Middletown last night, 56-24. They rolled up 40 first-half points. Makai Lynn, three touchdown passes, 207 yards in the air. He ran for 96 more and two more touchdowns in the Greater Miami Conference. So uh, that wraps that conference up. Uh, let's look outside of some conference and some non-conference action last night. We mentioned Elder, 35-7 winners over Walnut Hills. Ben Hamilton, 10 of 14 passing, one touchdown. He's now for the season. This is incredible. 80 for 105. 1,275 yards, 15 touchdowns, zero interceptions. That's the stat for me because, again, he's thrown 105 passes. And this is his first – I mean, he replaced Matthew Luby. He was the co-GCL South Player of the Year last year with Cam Porter LaSalle, who's now at Northwestern. I mean, it's – and Luby was kind of a do-it-all for Elder. And this kid didn't play. And now all of a sudden he steps in, had that big game in the 53-52 double OT loss to LaSalle back in week one. And it's not like Elder doesn't play good competition. So, I mean, it's going to be now – and they'll try to become the first team this coming week. You'll find out more about him because they play Indianapolis Cathedral up in Indianapolis, and and they're 0-2, the GCL South is, with St. Xavier and LaSalle. Yeah, they should, they should have got Cathedral. Cathedral in the league this year. Right. right? Well, I mean, I mean, didn't play and Bowler. not to be funny, we've kind of talked about that. I mean, having a team like that. But it'll be interesting to see how Hamilton, can he still keep that zero uh, because, But he's very accurate, it's incredible. and it's the numbers are staggering for a first-year starter. Yeah, Scott Neiman had 156 yards on five receptions and a couple of TDs, and Drew Ramsey rushed for 108 yards out of that Wildcat, but actually yeah, threw, threw a rare a pass. pass and threw a touchdown pass, a 55-yarder from the Wildcat. Well, you mentioned, and, go ahead. And Cooper Johnson went over 100 yards rushing for Elder, too, and that that's a big deal because Elder really – you know, I it's think, been Drew Ramsey running for well, the most part when they run. And watching the GCL South teams, to, to really kind of make a move, I think any coach would tell you, when they're able to run it in addition to pass it, St. X is no exception. I know like Charles Kellum will get to that, but he had almost 100 yards last night. When they are stopped running the football, they struggle. It, no, no when question. they mix it up, you know, it's and, and I'll tell you, Elder, with the way Doug Ramsey and the spreads and the shifts. I'm not and sure I want to play them either. No, I mean, God, I, no. They're, they're, their offense is really, really efficient. For, Correct. For, well, I mean, their sure. only losses are by one point in double OT right. to LaSalle, and they led but lost to St. Xavier. No shame there either. Yeah, led in the, four, what, led in the second half 24 17. That's lost 38 24. Yes. Uh, elsewhere in non conference action, Kings, which was supposed to play in its league in the ECC against West Claremont. West Claremont actually has had to. Uh, canceled, what, two games, correct? Yeah, this, uh, this week? Last and, night and then next game. Next week. 
League against yes, Sycamore. Correct. Uh, they went and played Taze Valley instead, won 41 to 10. And Roger Bacon, 62-24 over Cincinnati Jeez. College Prep. That's really not a score of significance, although Roger Bacon's still undefeated. Corey Kiner, though, 164 yards, five touchdowns on only 11 carries for the year in five games. Yeah, 22. Five Nuts. games. 1,201 yards, 22 touchdowns. Double those totals for a regular season. Right. He would finish this regular season with 2,400 yards and 44 touchdowns. Now, I ask you, I ask you, let's be brutally honest here. I mean, you know, if you're playing at the small school level, there are those I still who, think it's hard to do. No, no, it is. But I'm just saying, let me ask you, legitimate candidate for Ohio Mr. Football? I think he has to be. And, and part of the reason is, is you just don't look at it in that vein. I think it's also the fact he's going to LSU. You Correct. Realize well, no that, doubt. That LSU sees talent there. I agree. So, well, yeah, I can look at the numbers, but it would be one thing if I looked at the numbers and go, well, he's carrying it 47 times right. a game. He's averaging double figures Correct. per carry. Right. He's averaging a first down every time he touches the damn thing. Well, and I made this analogy, I mean, I, and I will admit mistake. When I saw Sean Alexander back in the days of Boone County, I thought to myself, Okay, he's running past Northern Kentucky high school defenses. Let's see how he does in the SEC against Alabama. Yeah, let's see how he does in the At NFL. Alabama, I should say. Yeah, you think? Yeah, so, uh, exactly. Yeah, and Corey Conner, I would say the same thing. And when you've seen him on film at defensive end as well, Kid's just That's, talented, period, end of yeah. story, at any level. LSU's getting him a good one for Correct. sure. All right, when we continue, we're going to head to the Eastern Cincinnati Conference, look at yep. what happened there last night, and talk to the head coach of the winning Turpin Spartans from last night, the game that you were at, the Skyline yep. Chili Crosstown Showdown game, as Turpin with a 40-29 win over Lebanon. We'll talk with Kent McCullough, the head coach of Turpin. Again, Jake Miners from East Central, Steve Speck from St. X ahead. We'll look over at Northern Kentucky games. We'll look at a couple games in Southeast Indiana from last night as well. A reminder, if you need a score and you're looking for a score, yeah. Head you to local12.com. I had to make one correction this morning. We got a wrong score on the Covcath game initially. Somehow they were reported to have scored 47 when they only scored 41. They they resent a correction out on that side so to update that this morning. So, again, you can head to local12.com to, to catch that. And be patient, too. You have to scroll down. You do. I, but, you it, do. But, but it's by league. It's alphabetical. I I to, no, no, no. I mean to find the scoreboard. Well, that's a good point. No, I, I, I moved move it up. I, moved, I did. I moved it up did this you? morning, yes. Okay. Yeah, it's called teaser placement. I had to move it. To no, but I mean point. on the home page. I know. I had moved it up you to the did? top story, yes. Okay. Just, just as good for you. Probably after you tried to look for it. I probably did. It irritated me. Well, I'm not going to lie. sorry for that. I fix moved, that, damn it. Well, problem was I put it in last night, and then they put all the highlights in front of it. I, and I, I was sound asleep by that point. Well, so you should have been. Exactly. All right, so we'll talk to Kent McCullough when we continue. Yes, indeed. Right? It's the Greater Cincinnati Scoreboard and Recap Show from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Get the skinny on Cincinnati sports with Richard Skinner, only on Local12.com and the Local12 News app. Exclusive content, in-depth analysis, podcasts, and more. Cincinnati sports news 24-7. Get the skinny, only on Local12.com and the Local12 News app. You ready, Rob? Welcome back into the Greater Cincinnati Scoreboard and Recap Show. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with Tom Gamble, proprietor of the Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown. Our pleasure to welcome in now the head coach of Turpin, Kent McCullough. His team, a 40-29 winner over to Lebanon last night. Improved to 4-0 overall and 4-0 in the Eastern Cincinnati Conference, setting up a showdown next week at Winton Woods. We'll talk about that in a minute, but let's talk about last night where your quarterback, Will Shulock, throws for six touchdowns, Kent, and you weren't even aware he had such a big night, were you? I, w- I wasn't, man. It was, uh, Will's done a great job. Uh, you know, offensive coaches doing some great schemes uh, against what they were running, but uh, he's, he's throwing, uh, throwing the ball great. Receivers are making things happen. Uh, so it's, it's fun to watch him uh, develop and, and fun to watch him to – you know, just the success that uh, that, uh, that he deserves. He's been able to do it right now. Big night too. It was senior night for your program, and I and I know Logan Hurley and Will Max Gundrum had been 
Hurley caught four TD passes, Gundram two, but it's got to help when you're versatile too because you can run the ball. It wasn't particularly a normal night for Caden Naughton, but nonetheless you were able to you know kind of throw it around a little bit. And I boy, I thought the the passing game was in full effect last night. Yeah, it was, and I think you our offensive coaches have done a great job of. They've always been whatever the defense is going to let them take, they're going to take. And last night they were really loading the box and stopping the run and. Uh, you know, that's fine with us because we got the skill guys on the edge and everything that can make things happen. And Logan Hurley had four touchdown receptions last night and everything. He's just a tough matchup in the slot. And so, again, we're just going to continue to, when we watch film and we look at the defenses of what they're doing during games, we're, you're, you're going to shut down the run or we're going we're gonna to take it, we're going to take this from you. I know you guys have won 14 straight games dating in the regular season, dating back to a perfect 10 and 0 last season. Can I think. Aren't you a little bit? I know you. I know you allowed twenty nine points last night, but Lebanon's got a pretty darn good offense. But haven't you been pleasantly surprised so far this season with how well your defense has played? Oh, definitely. And, and yeah, we have nine brand new starters on the defensive side of the ball, and they needed to have some adversity last night. And there are some things that they were doing that were just bad matchups for us. Uh, the receiver for Lebanon, Lamb, number four, had a great night. He's he's a very very good player, and the quarterback made some great throws. Like, there were some things that we came off and we're like, how could we adjust? How could we change this? And it was like, they just made great, they just made some plays. And that's going to happen when you play good teams. So we, we, we adjusted, we made some things. And uh, there was a, uh, you know, as they came back a little bit, um, we made some adjustments. We got off the field. Uh, Matthew Johnson, the defensive back, had a great game last night. He had four deflections. He made two fourth down deflections to get us off the field. Uh, so I've been very happy with the development of the defense uh, from what we've, uh, again, with, Nine brand new guys out there. Lebanon, a newcomer to the league. So too is Winton Woods. They're five and zero, four and zero after beating Anderson last night, forty-eight thirteen. Kent, uh, obviously in in Division Two, it's it's been you guys have had success, but it's been kind of the LaSalle and Winton Woods show. You get a chance now to kind of get a test with Winton Woods before you get to the playoffs. How how much do you? I don't want to say enjoy having them in the league because they're a really good program, but how much do you at least get a chance to see that test before the playoffs begin? Oh. I- about the situation is the fact that the bracket's going to come out before we even play them. Well, good call. You know, yeah. So, yeah, so we're going to. It's like it's almost kind of an irrelevant game because, for the playoff standpoint, but it definitely is a game. It's kind of the barometer of where we're at uh, and the development of this group of kids uh, in the sense of the, the the seniors that we had last year and all the seniors that graduated to these kids stepping in right now uh, and playing in a playoff game. You know, this is what we're going to. We're going to. We're not taking this week off by any means. We're getting ready to roll and. I want these kids to get into this game and, and the physicality of it, uh, the magnitude of it, uh, and the up and down that you're going to get, the ebb and flow of any good championship game. Uh, I'm excited to get these kids ready to go this week. And uh, the, the challenge of winning the woods is tough. And they have a lot of skill and a lot of um, guys, a lot of great athletes. And they're going to be well coached. Andre, does a, Andre Parker does a great job with that group of kids over there. And, we get to go to their place, and we love going on the road, so it's going to be a fun game. Well, you mentioned that, too, and I know I had a chance in preparations for last night's Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown game, talking to a couple of your players during the week just about last year. I mean, you guys rolled to a 10-0 and regular season. You win the ECC. Had a couple key injuries, I know, certainly going into postseason, but I know they talked about how, you know, that left a bad taste, if you will, in their mouth coming out. You lost to a good Columbus St. Francis to sales team, but they want more this year. They want a more extended run in the postseason. That's got to make you as a coach feel good that the kids are talking that way already. Well, they, they've definitely, you know, it, it's taken a couple of years. You know, I took over for a great coach and Coach Saul, and I had to put my signature on this program. 
and, and, and it's taken a couple of years, and the culture is where it's at. And these kids um, want to not only win championships, they want to make runs. They want to play in meaningful games. They want to play late in the year. Uh, and that's just as a, as a credit to them, but it's also what I'm telling them. Uh, so this is what we do in this program. The standard is the standard, if you want to say it. Um, you know, Coach Stahl established that for, for 16 years. So it, it, it's what we expect over here to not only to win the ECC, but we're, we want to make a playoff run. And like you said, we got banged up late, uh, and it just was unfortunate. And anytime you want to, I would say as any successful season, any successful team, they have to stay healthy and they have to be lucky. And, and last year we, we had luck on our side and we just couldn't stay healthy. And this year we want to making sure that we're, we're doing the right things of staying healthy and playing good football at the right time of year. All right, Kent, well, you certainly played well enough last night to win. Congrats and best of luck at Winton Woods this coming Friday. We appreciate you joining us this morning. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for all you do, man. Thank you all much. Right. Kent McCullough, head football coach at Turpin High School and, and had a previous successful run at Harrison yep. before moving to Turpin. And, and you know, he's right about that. And, you know, he's a, he played for Terry Hapner, a great friend of ours who unfortunately passed away after – coaching at Miami and moving on to Indiana University. He still has some of the sayings. I talked to him about that, and Kent was a punter, and, you know, he's, he claims <laughs> kickers are stranger than punters, yeah. nonetheless, and maybe not the athlete that punters are. But I tell you, he's done a great job, and they're a good football team. I mean, I think, and, and you know, if that's you – That's a good league. I mean, It is, oh, no, you, the you, ECC. Adding Lebanon and Winton Woods to an absolutely. already good league has made yes. that a really good And little league. Miami's new, too. Yeah, and right? little Miami I, as well, right. Yeah, I mean, so but, you, you've added to the mix for sure. As I mentioned, Winton Woods was a winner last night, 48-13 over Anderson. That gets them to five and zero and four and zero in the league sets up that showdown with Turpin for uh, for the league title. Michael Wingfield eight of 13, 180 yards passing and one touchdown, and also ran for one twenty nine and three TDs. Milford did beat Little Miami last night, fifty five twenty six. Austin Harden three hundred fourteen yards, five touchdowns passing. Chase Deucing went five for one sixty and catching it had two touchdowns. And Kings, as I mentioned, had their game with West Claremont canceled. They played outside the league and, and played Taze Valley. And I, I do think this. Yeah, wait, don't forget Loveland. Loveland beat Holmes. Yeah, Loveland got a win. That is correct. I mean, they right? needed that. Yeah. Um, no, I mean this league. It's 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 adding the schools they added now. I think gives the the Turpins a barometer, right? Sure. It gives you a chance to not because it has been. It's been Winton Woods and LaSalle in Division Two. Yep. Whichever one comes out of that usually is making a run for a state championship or winning it or getting to the final. And now if you're Turpin. That is kind of the standard. Okay, well, how do we stack up with – if we stack up with Winton Woods, yeah, we can stack up well, with LaSalle in all likelihood. And Winton Woods is consistently one of the best. I mean, they just are. And, and I mean, you look at this league now. I mean, Milford under Tom Grippa, right. which has had a couple good years. Good, West Claremont and Nick – I mean, I, I know they're not having the type of year they want to have this year, but when you look at – Loveland's not that far removed from a state championship. Right. Kings, Turpin, Anderson – I mean, and then you add Lebanon, Winton Woods. I mean, that's a good, solid football league. It Impressive. really is. Take a quick look at the Greater Catholic League co-ed division where Baden improved to 5-0 and overall and 4-0 in the league, knocking off Carroll 34 to nothing. They will play McNick on Saturday at Edgewood, but McNick got knocked off by Kettering Alter last night. First loss for McNicholas. The Rockets fall to 4-1 and 3-1. and Alter held McNick to just 114 yeah. yards total offense. So Baden, it looks like in the driver's seat to uh, to win the Greater Catholic League co-ed. Well, and but again, they have to get through McNick. Big game there. And we'll talk about the SWAC, but think about this. I mean, when you get down to it, Baden week one handled Ross relatively easily. Ross hasn't lost since and has been almost dominating every week. Yep, to the SWAC we will go, where Mount like Healthy that. shut out Talawanda 35 nothing, held him to 40 yards total offense. Nadavian Gaither 167 yards and a touchdown rushing. Complete only four of eight passes. 
but three of those four completions were for touchdowns, so he accounted for four of those there. Northwest knocked off Harrison 24-12. Jaheim Cherry rushed for 217 yards. Harrison came off a really tough loss, a game that I broadcast last yeah. week on, on the C, uh, CW That was a showdown game, Ross. Where, where Ross yep. came back to beat Harrison 49-35 after uh, it was tied 35 all late. I certainly expected Harrison to bounce back this week. That's the score of a, a lot of scores last night that took me a bit by surprise. Yeah, and I mean, Harrison was 11-2 and last year. Don't forget they made it to the Region 8 semifinals before losing to LaSalle a year ago and won the SWAC. And lost 21 seniors. And I think, it, you know, talk to Derek Rehage, their coach, and, and they're just struggling, I think, a bit to replace those seniors, especially on offense. And although I know they put up 35 against Ross, but nonetheless, yeah, it took me a little bit by surprise, too, but credit to Northwest. Well, Edgewood put up 35 yeah. on Ross last night, except Ross put up 63 right. on Edgewood. Ross clinches the league championship in the Southwest Ohio Conference, go to 4-1 overall, 4-0 in the league. They had 428 yards rushing. And they threw a pass. That was just stunning. Just yeah. the eighth pass they've right. thrown in five games. It was good. C.J. Bowes threw a 55-yard touchdown on that one pass. He also rushed for 121 yards and two touchdowns. And Jackson Gifford, after that big game on wow. TV last yeah. week, where he rushed for, what, five touchdowns? Five, five touchdowns. touchdowns. Last night, four touchdowns rushing, 182 yards. Tell you, uh, uh, Kenyon Cummings has done a nice job with He's Ross. He's done a they, great job. They are physical. They don't make any bones about what they're going to do. Right. They are an option offense. They're not going to throw it unless they feel like doing it for fun. They did it for fun last night, and they're winning football games. Well, you mentioned Gifford. The last two games, he's got 392 yards rushing and nine, nine TDs. Touchdowns. In fact, scored two TDs the week before, so 11 TDs in three games. That'll get it done. And the one thing about Ross, if you're good, and, and, and I think their offensive line is a big key, but it's no mystery. I mean, it's not like opposing defenses go, I wonder what Ross is going to do this no, week. But, but they just can't stop They it. have the deception of they the do. option game, though. That, and, that's they part do. Of and, and, Bose, they, and they've got two two divisions. they got a, a lineman going to Valpo, right. another lineman that's looking at, at some max schools. So they've got two quali- at least two quality linemen. They just do what they do, and they do it really well. That's what I mean. I mean, hey, here we come. Stop us. Yes, indeed. All right, when we continue, we're going to head over to Kentucky and look at some scores from there. But before we do that, we're going to talk with East Central coach Jake Miners, his team with a game tonight. And we'll look at a couple of games that took place in Southeast Indiana. Again, if you're looking for a score, head to local12.com. You'll find the scoreboard page right there at the top of the sports page just because you asked for it, Tom. Thank you. You're welcome. That's where it needs to be. We'll continue. It's the Greater Cincinnati Scoreboard and Recap Show from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Getting answers, finding solutions. Local 12 News investigates. As soon as we called you, everything happened very quickly. Not afraid to ask the tough questions. Taking action, getting the truth. Local 12 News investigates. Welcome back into the Greater Cincinnati Scoreboard and Recap Show. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12, local12.com with Tom Gamble, the proprietor of the Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown. We've spent the first half hour in Ohio. We're going to venture over to Kentucky and to Southeast Indiana in this segment. Our pleasure to welcome in the head coach of East Central. They actually have a game tonight at South Dearborn, 7 o'clock kickoff. They'll come into that game with a 4-1 and record. The lone loss had a really good Indianapolis bishop Chittard team, 10 to nothing. But they also have a win over Moeller, 21-6, a game that we broadcast on WatchHSSports.tv. Yeah. Jake, um, adding a team like Moeller to the schedule, what did that mean for you guys? And, and to get that win, I mean, your program kind of speaks for itself, but what did it mean to, to pick a game like that up and not just pick it up, but then beat Moeller? Right. So, obviously, we were uh, very disappointed to lose uh, in Ohio. 
uh, being, you know, the battle of I-74 there and our rival. Uh, but when the opportunity arose for, uh, you know, for us to add the Molar game to our schedule, uh, we, we jumped at it right away. Uh, we, you know, we always try to pride ourselves on challenging ourselves uh, when we can. And, and uh, when we get the opportunity to play a GCL South school, uh, we'll definitely jump at it because we feel like it makes our program better. And, uh, you know, I just credit our players. Uh, we, we talked earlier in the week of Motor Week of, uh, you know, Motor's tradition uh, that they're going to be really good. Uh, you're playing a GCL South school, uh, and, and we don't play those games all the time. And uh, we just talked about, you know, going out there and playing hard and, uh, you know, playing fearless, uh, that, that you can't let – uh, the idea of Moeller getting in the way of, of what we do and the, and the success that we can have as our program. And so uh, just credit to our players for going out and playing really well, uh, playing very motivated, and, and uh, we are fortunate to walk away with the win. Hey, Jake, I know that uh, you, you guys, looking back to last season, I, I know you were had, had a great regular season, were probably disappointed at, at being eliminated from the postseason, and you've really set a standard at East Central. I mean, this is a program not that far removed from a state championship. Expect to contend around the state every year. You're ranked, you know, relatively high in, in the state rankings. And, boy, i got to tell you, I think uh, Indiana football is really good, especially in that greater Indianapolis area. But how how do you use last year and, and exiting before you were ready to and, and expected to? How is this group using what happened last year to get ready for the postseason? you got a few more weeks of the regular season, but how is the group responding and using last year for this year? Yeah, you know, we had a great senior class last year that really bought in my, my first year as being the head coach, and uh, and they really bought in. We, we had a great year, and uh, but but we did get knocked out in the uh, sectional final against a really good team in Mooresville uh, out of Indianapolis, and they're, they're ranked pretty high again this year. Yep. I'm sure we'll face them up there again this year. But, uh, you know, this senior class and this group have, have really, a lot of them played in that game last year, and uh, so they just been. We've been talking about each week getting better, uh, each week prepping ourselves. How are we getting better? Uh, because we know that eventually that Morrisville game uh, is going to happen, and, and we have to be prepared in order to do that. And that's why you know when we had a few openings on our schedule, uh, we went out and scheduled Indianapolis Chittard, a really good three uh, A football team that that their only loss the last two years has been to Indianapolis Cathedral. That's and there's no shame in that. Right, right. So. Uh, you, you know, and then we we went out and got uh, we scheduled Moeller, and uh, at the end of the year here we're playing Indianapolis Ron College, so that we can we can schedule ourselves and prepare ourselves to, to go out and play playoff football. And uh, you know, I think we're just trying each week to, to take a learning lesson to build and, and get a little bit better each week. Yeah, not to take away from your league by any stretch, but uh, yeah, how important is that to to go ahead and. and to face a Chittard, even though they're 3A and they're a terrific program, to play a more, to play a Ron Colley, which is which is 4A, to, to give yourself at least that measuring stick where you know, hey, listen, we played really good teams, and while you lost to Chittard, it's only 10 to nothing. Your defense obviously played great. Um, your defense yeah. played great against Moeller, too, that you can go, hey, guys, we, we've played three really good teams in addition to our league, in addition to some of the other teams, and, and we've matched up with them really well. How much did you need that? Oh, it, it's absolutely huge. Uh, it, it's absolutely huge. You know, uh, no knock on our conference or, or anything, but but we do face uh, some smaller schools, uh, comparatively speaking to us. And, and so we we need to go out and challenge the big boys uh, to, to see where we're at, to see where we're at as a program. And uh, 
you know, one of my things, I, I took over a fantastic program, a great program that, that other head coaches, uh, you know, laid the foundation for. But if we want to keep pushing our program uh, to those, to that top tier, then, then we must go out and not only play those games, but must go out and compete and win those games. And, uh, you know, we learned a lot. Uh, when we, we used to have um, LaSalle on our schedule every right. year. And in the year that we, we won the state championship in uh, 2017, uh, we competed again. We lost to LaSalle, but we competed in that game. Uh, we lost to actually Indianapolis Chatar that year, too. We had them on our schedule, uh, but we competed in that game. So I think when we, the further along we got in the playoffs, it, it was very simply, like you said, uh, guys, we played in games like this. Now we have experience in games like this, uh, and we know how to react. We know how to handle high-leverage situations, high-leverage high games, and, and to go out and be able to compete and win those matchups. And, uh, you, you know, that we've fortunately been able to play in a lot of those type of games here the last uh, four or five, six years, and uh, we, we look to keep continuing that uh, tradition and that success. All right, Jake, we appreciate you taking a few minutes today, and uh, best of luck at South Dearborn tonight, 4-1 uh, and one to start, and good luck the rest of you. We'll catch up with you when we get ready for postseason again. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Thank All you right, very Jake much. Jake Miners, head football coach of East Central High School, and i got to tell you, he looks like he's about 18. <laughs> I mean, he does. He's a, he's a 2009 grad. I started right. seeing a 2009 grad oh, as a I know. coach, and I'm like, right. It doesn't seem like that long ago, well, right? And, and I tell it you, is. It's 11 only, years. And he's only lost two games right. in, in a year plus. The, the postseason game last two. year. And, and I tell you what, East Central, Don Stonefield, who's the athletic director, was the a long-time yep. varsity football coach. And Justin Roden, who's now you know at Oak Hills. Um, and, and i got to tell you, they got a great program. I mean, and, and, and I think you can use the word program. Yeah, no question. Great facilities. I, I'll be honest with you. I, I was really impressed. I know this is not a great molar team by any stretch, but broadcasting. I was just impressed with – how detailed they were, um, didn't do much fancy, basically just right. lined up, said, here we yeah. come, out-physicaled them. I, I was really impressed with them that night. Well, the funniest thing after the game was out, and, and when he was talking to his players, he was kind of just walking around, and he just said, man, we just beat Moeller. I mean, I think, and you heard it in his voice there, that was a big, you know, you need barometer games like that. And I think they'd only played twice in the history. They played in 2002 and 2003, and Moeller won both of those games. So for East Central, that was a big win. No question about it. East Central, by the way, was ranked number five in Class 4A in the state heading into this week. As he mentioned, they do play Ron Colley the last game of the year. They went into this week ranked seventh. Their one loss is to the number one ranked 3A team in the state, which is Chittard. And the number seven ranked 3A team in the state, Lawrenceburg, last night with a 48-13 win over Batesville. Lawrenceburg's lone loss to East, East Central. Central. Well, so. and, and to be honest, based on size, I mean, in theory, East Central sh- would East be. East Central's 4A, yes, Lawrenceburg's 3A. 3A. And, and, but and it's it, funny, Lawrenceburg usually, and they, they always start that with, with the game that their first week. And don't forget that they replaced the Harrison game. They do that kind of, you know, he mentioned it there, Jake, the East Central Harrison. That's who they replaced with Moeller. Yep. Let's head over to uh, Northern Kentucky, where last night some district games started to take place, and that's how they match up for the playoffs. And, and some lopsided and scores some very last lopsided evening. scores, especially Yikes. in Class 5A. District 5 is where we will start, where Cubcath shut out Cooper 41 to nothing. Uh, Cubcath held Cooper to 60 yards total offense. Caleb Jacob, who led that game-winning drive over Beachwood for a field goal with about five minutes to go last week in the 1917 win, he went 17 to 23, 261 yards and three touchdowns. I think what we've seen now after the the three weeks, and we kind of compared these scores last week. I think people were surprised that Dixie played as tough as it did against Cubcath in Week One. And then Dixie came back and played and lost a close game to Corbin. Well, Corbin lost a close game to Beachwood. Beachwood lost a close game to Cuffy. I think it shows you that probably Beachwood and Dixie 
yeah. are closer to Covecat than people wanted to realize. Well, Beachwood's really good. And Beachwood, Especially I think, is, for is its classification. Really, really good. Right. We're going to get to their game here in a yep. second. And we talked to Eddie Eviston. We had him on the program last mm-hmm. week. Look, you're not winning every game by running no. clock. You're just not. And, and, and when you start to look in retrospect, I think when the season's all over, we're going to look back and go, damn, that Beachwood team was really good, 2A or yeah. not. And this Dixie team, hey, remember last year, they made great strides as the year went along, um, played really good. And, and honestly, I know they're 1-2 and two this year, but two close losses, one to Covecath, one to Corbin. Uh, right. Dixie and Covecath, or Dixie and Beachwood will actually play this week, and I think we'll Correct. see probably a really good game, game. there. Yeah. Um, I think it just shows that, hey, let's tip our cap to Covecath still finding ways to win tough ball games. And then last night when they're simply better, they dominated Cooper. And that's what, 33 straight regular, regular season, season wins. Yep. That's pretty impressive. Yep. And Dixie beat Madison Central last night, yep. which is a good win. Yep, got their first win Absolutely. 26-14. Yep. Also, though, last night in Class 5A District 5, Connor shut out Boone County by a final count of 40 to nothing. Those were forever in my lifetime, the two main Boone County oh, schools. Yeah. But since then, we've added Cooper, we've added Ryle. Speaking of Ryle, uh, they went to Beachwood last night, lost 35-14. Cam Hergett threw for 318 yards. Parker Mason, seven catches for 125 yards. And my point guard last year on my freshman basketball team, Mitchell Berger. Different sport. I saw big, one of the catches. Big yeah. night. The juggling catch was right. outstanding. Outstanding, 43-yard yep. touchdown reception. He also ran for two touchdowns. And I, I tweeted at him last night. He and truly, I've coached some great competitors in my day. He is as I'm not going to tell you he's the greatest football player or basketball well, player. or base. He is one of the great competitors I've ever had a chance to coach. And for anybody who knows names around Beachwood in Northern Kentucky, yep. you probably recognize his last name, Berger. Yep, Brandon Berger, great football player. Of course, yep. played in the major leagues with the Kansas City Royals as well. Um, last night, Dayton improves to 3-0. and Beating Bracken County 30-8. to And usually, you know, you, you don't think much of it. That's impressive. I don't care who well, they've and played. It's, and it's second year for Dayton alum and Jesse former Herbst. Simon Kenton defensive coordinator, Jesse Herbst, as you mentioned, and uh, obviously doing a good job. They've got an outstanding player, too. Yeah, Jordan Marksberry. Yeah. Really, really good player. Yeah. No, no relation about. to Jeff. No, not at all. Okay. Trust me. That's because he's a great right. player. Because if he, if he was, he would have to be presumably well, playing somewhere else, right? If he, if For he, his dad? If he was, right. he might have gone and helped Simon Kenton last right. night, which lost to Johnson Central yeah. 47-17. to how about Highlands? 46-7 losers to Boyle County. And let's face it, Boyle County is among the cream of the crop on they a consistent always are. basis in the state of Kentucky. However. That's a bit alarming, I think, if you're a Highlands fan. Well, I think the, dis- the disparity of the score. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's one thing to lose. It's another thing to lose so decidedly. No question. Uh, you mentioned the uh, the Holmes game with Loveland. Loveland gets a, a win 48-14. But how about Lloyd playing finally for the yeah, first time? Yeah, which is good to see. Knocked off Bellevue 54 to nothing. I guess the key for Lloyd is they're at least going to get a handful of games in before they get to the district, district yep. which they're in the same district with Beachwood, unfortunately for them, and Newport and Holy Cross. Um, Newport last night played Newport Central Catholic. Yeah, really Very tough. tough. Lost 17-14. Newcastle, though, 3-0 and to start this season. And Holy Cross, I guess I'm, I guess I'm surprised by this score. I, I know they've been on downtimes yeah. of late, but lost 35-7 to to Brossard last night. I, th- th- I think sometimes in the small schools, you just you can't be overly shocked. Yeah. I, I just think from one week to the other week, you get a couple guys who play well, a couple guys the next week who don't, and that's what you get. Yeah, I, I think this year you're, you're going to see when it comes to playoff time, it really is going to be three teams. Newcath and A, I think, is going to be a tough out. Beachwood and 2A. Beachwood and 2A, and then Cubcath Cub and 5A. I just... 
I, I, I guess I can't be overly alarmed by Simon Kenton because Johnson Central is a really good program, yeah. but I believe they're 5A, well, if I'm not mistaken. They are, but I, I think Jeff Marksbury, if you, if you talk to him, I think he, we had him on a couple weeks back. I think he would tell you he expects this group to be good, but I think he's going to look at the next two years because right. they're really young. Well, he's got a sophomore, sophomore quarterback. quarterback yeah. But they're really young, but still, nonetheless, they always seem to win nine or more games, and I think most programs would take that. Yes, and oh, no, there's no question about it. All right, when we continue, we've still got to get back to Ohio. we got some Miami Valley Conference to look at. My league, the SBAAC, where scores are just crazy on a weekly basis. I'm starting to love that league because of the crazy scores. And we'll talk to St. Xavier coach Steve Specht, whose team last night clinched the Greater Catholic League South with a win over Moeller. And what a performance for Ryan Nolan yeah. in place of Brogan McKay. The, the backup. He, was the, he is the backup right. quarterback. Crazy. Sure didn't look like it last night. So that's all ahead in our final segment when we continue. This is the Greater Cincinnati Scoreboard and Recap Show from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Potholes are the most destructive things vehicles hit on a daily basis. This pothole season, get a free alignment check with any tire purchase at Firestone Complete Auto Care. Contact Derek Lester at the Kenwood Firestone location for great customer service at 513-401-7892. That's 513-401-7892. Welcome back into the Greater Cincinnati Scoreboard and Recap Show. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with Tom Gamble, the commissioner of the Greater Catholic League South, proprietor of the Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown, the game I broadcast last night for Watch HS Sports TV. Saw St. Xavier beat Moeller 43-14. Our pleasure to welcome in the head coach from St. Xavier, Steve Specht. His team clinches the GCL South. And first and foremost, uh, Steve, I, I got to ask about Ryan Nolan, the, the starting quarterback. He's, he's, he's technically your backup, and he didn't play like a backup last night. 20 of 23, 274 yards. He got helped out on a couple of catches, one by Jalen Patterson, one by Liam Clifford. But overall... That's a pretty good performance in, in, in a start. No, he had a great game, uh, Skinny. You're right. At, at the beginning of the year, we had three juniors that were really competing for the starting quarterback spot. Uh, Brogan McKay, um, Max Clare, and Ryan were, were the three. And, man, in any given year, any one of those kids could be a great quarterback for us, but obviously there's only one. And strangely enough, Ryan was playing cornerback for us. He was a defensive back the last few games. And then when Brogan went down, I mean, Max broke his collarbone week one. So when Brogan went down against Cathedral, Max, we had to take Ryan from the secondary, move him to quarterback, and he hadn't taken a snap wow. since the preseason. And he, he had a great game. And Coach Coverdale, Andrew Coverdale, our offensive coordinator, has a great system. And he does a great job of teaching those kids. And and as you mentioned, as you mentioned, Skinny Boy, Jalen Patterson made two unbelievable catches. Liam made unbelievable. He's got a lot of weapons around him. And it was a team, a true team effort last night. Steve, let me ask you about your schedule. I mean, just five of the six weeks in, and you you play Cleveland Saint Ignatius next Saturday. But boy, I mean, you've played your three GCL South teams, won those, and then your two losses. Nothing to be shamed of, but are two of the best teams in the state of Indiana. Brownsburg, a game I presume you probably, if you look back at that, say we probably should have won that. You lost in overtime back in week one. And then a really good Indianapolis Cathedral team. When we get to the postseason, you have to feel like your team is ready for anybody and anything based on this schedule. Yeah, we've always prided ourselves, Tom, on on playing great competition. We 
our mantra has always been compete against the best, surround yourself with, with people that are better than you and you're going to get better. And this season's no different. Um, you know, we're, we're battle tested. I do know that. And I don't think we'll see anybody better than what we've seen so far this year. But at the same time, you've got to stay healthy. You got to catch a few breaks if you want to win a state championship. Uh, but we're, we're putting ourselves in position, um, to have a great run and with the COVID and all this craziness that's gone on, I'm awful proud of our kids and how they they've handled it and winning a GCL South title is always special. And as we told those guys last night, uh, you're going to remember that this is part of history. This season is always going to be remembered. Yeah, no question. I want to ask you, you're the defensive-minded guy for the Bombers, and, and you got a pretty good defense, too. I know Matthew Devine had an interception return for a touchdown last night, but you've got some playmakers on defense, too, and as you well know, you've got weapons on offense, but ultimately you're going to need a defense in the postseason. I, the old defenses will travel, and you hope you don't have to travel if you get seated well enough. But nonetheless, do you feel like this is a championship-type defense? Yeah, when we're when we're full, when we're healthy, when we when we get all our guys back, we lost a cornerback last week to an ankle, and obviously I already mentioned Ryan. I, I think they have a chance to be pretty good. Uh, we have a safety, Gabe Dubois, who is a tremendous player. He had a he had an intercept, a couple interceptions Two, yeah. last night, and he has just had a phenomenal year. He's a Lafayette commit in the Patriot League. He's a really good student and just an unbelievable kid. And you already mentioned Matthew Devine. Uh, and Gio Alvin, he's uh, a three-year starter at Nose yeah. Guard. Just um, those three in the middle of our defense uh, really have have set the standard, uh, has set the tone for a lot. we got a lot of young guys playing, but those three have just done such a great job this year. While we look at the 43 points from last night, Steve, it probably was your defense at, at the first half. I think Muller had over 200 yards, had a couple of really good drives, had a long drive snuffed out by, by an interception down by your goal line. But second half, I mean, especially the first three series, your defense dominated. What, what changed? Well, Moeller made a change at quarterback. They moved uh, Gesselbrock in at quarterback, yep. and Rotella went to tailback. And what we saw against Elder was, uh, was a lot of too tight, a lot of uh, wide zones, some play action. But uh, we knew with another week of preparation they were going to go ahead and expand that, that offensive library. And we had to adjust to a number of things they did in the first half, Skinny. And I thought I thought our staff did a good job. Jake Brodbeck, our, our defensive coordinator, made some really good adjustments. And we were able to at least weather the first half storm, get some corrections in, play a few different coverage concepts to take away the passing game that was hurting us in the first half. But I think it was just a matter of adjusting to what Moeller's doing. I think Mark Elder's doing a great job there. He's going to develop a young team. And they're making the changes that they they need to make to find success, and we had to do the same at halftime. Now, before we let you go, we would be remiss if we did not ask you because we're both grounded journalists by nature, right, in our careers. And uh, I like the chuckle. I like the chuckle. I like well, the chuckle. I mean, say, let's come on now. But you, uh, you are an author now, and, and you at least you recognize the fact that both of us are too damn cheap to buy the book. So you've been kind enough to mail it to I, I us. Bought the and, book. Well, I, well, no, you, you come on, you won't buy anything, but. 
So you're you're an author. You wrote a book. Tell everybody about the book, and it's <laughs> and it's available now, correct? And and kind of give the background on it. Well, <laughs> back in 2016, we had a a, a really bizarre season. Uh, shortened version. We the, we sustained some brutal injuries oh, all throughout preseason, and we ended up. Four and five going for the last game of the season, and, and we needed a win and some help to sneak into the playoffs. And we got that win, snuck into the playoffs, and then ran off five victories, uh, two in overtime, one in the state championship, and double overtime to win a state title. And it was the first time in the history of Ohio high school big schools right. that a team finished five and five. But so I chronicle the season. Um, but I've had the book in my head for a while. Yeah, I'm an old English major, and one of my goals was bucket list was to write a book. So what I did is I took 30 years of experience teaching and coaching. Uh, I have a different theme. I touch on a different theme in every chapter that plays in to a kind of a summary of every game. There's a neat. I really enjoyed doing a historical study of the city of Cincinnati, the GCL. Uh, South in particular, we do a lot with the GCL South, and really, it's an inside look at high school coaching uh, at a, at a at the highest possible level. And it was a lot of fun to write. Um, you know, that's why I sent it to you guys because you're a grounded journalist, Tom. I need some honest. Uh, I need an honest assessment. I, I'm really curious to hear what you guys think. Well, and it's a small world because when you first told me about this some time ago, you mentioned about a St. Xavier alum. You were on a development trip out in California, and, and lo and behold. That Dan Weber, who kind of was the editor, correct? I mean, he's a guy that, that I used to work for many years ago. He was a sports editor of the Kentucky Post, and his wife, Diane Pewson, at the time, worked with me then at the Cincinnati Post. I mean, I've known them. A small world there. Yeah, it's a crazy one. I didn't realize until you told me that that Dan was a St. X alum. But, uh, yeah, so I'm looking for what's the title and how do people get it? Well, the title, it's called Fourth and Redemption. Uh, it can be pretty right now. Uh, I, I'm sending you guys advanced copies. Uh, that I'm gonna. It's gonna be released in October. Okay. You can go to my website, which is www.coachspect.com, and that's C-O-A-C-H-S-P-E-C-H-T.com, and uh, you can order. A, I'll sign a copy and send it out as soon as we get them here. But. Um, yeah, Dan Weber was my writing coach through the whole pandemic. We uh, we traded emails every day. He chopped up my writing and edited it. And he used to chop up mine, too, so don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all good. That's great. Well, that's cool, though. I mean, it's going to be – and I got to tell you, we I, talked I, about this earlier. I think I broadcast three games that season. I know I did two of yeah. the playoff games. No, that season, the postseason in particular was unbelievable. And, and I'll be honest, I'm still trying to figure out how the hell you won a couple of those games. I still – maybe, yeah. and maybe you don't know. He probably is, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, when I was writing the book, some of those games I watched, I watched most of them again so that I could write the book, you know, factually. And I shook my head skin. Right. Some of those games, it was like, this is, this is, it's like, it's all, it's a Hollywood movie. The, the, the Sycamore, the Sycamore game alone is a, is a, is a mini series. Yeah, and the state final too. The state final was crazy. I mean, it really and truly was. Yeah. So, well, we appreciate it, man. We'll, we'll look forward to it, and I I can assure you that we'll probably gather together and we'll we'll read it 
out loud to one another, and and we won't. Maybe we won't exactly tell you what we say when we read it. How about that? But we will. No, no we, uh, I appreciate best, it. Best of luck. Yeah, it's cool. So give that website again. It's just Coach Speck, correct? Yes. Okay. And the fourth www.coachspec.com. All right, and fourth and redemption. Look forward to it. Best of luck. We'll, we'll have you on again, and hopefully, who knows? Maybe you'll be able to add something to an ep- it. An, with epi- this. an epilogue. Yeah. There you uh, go. Whatever it's called. <laughs> he doesn't know what the hell that means. He's a, he's a football coach, right? Steve, congrats on a GCL South title again, and uh, best of luck against St. Ignatius. We'll catch up with you again in the postseason. All right. Appreciate you, Tom. Thanks, Kenny. You bet. Take care, All Steve. Right, there you go. Steve Speck, head football coach of St. Jerry. And I got to tell you, that year, I still remember staying. The game was at Hamilton, the yes. Cole Rain game. Yes. And and I almost so was, left. So was the Sycamore game. They both were. They were. I almost left because it was one of those weird where you're like, well, okay. Because Cole Rain, everybody thought that year right. was the most dominant. And, and it was, I, I want to say, I can't remember the exact score, but it was starting the fourth quarter. They were dead in the water. They were. And uh, that thing was, and, and from there, it just. And the, the Sycamore game, they were well, dead in the water. if you remember, that's that's when Sean Clifford yes. really emerged. That postseason is when he, played, he really. Because he, he was hurt for a good chunk right, of it. Right, but he really emerged. That's when, you know, you kind of, oh, man, that dude's going to Penn State. And all of a sudden, like, yeah, that guy's Remember, guy he was too hurt to quarterback, but he was right. still long snapping. Right. Which yeah, is it, was, it was crazy. crazy. All right, let's, crazy. let's uh, finish up in, in yes. Ohio as we finish up our final couple of minutes. Uh, we've not gone to the Cincinnati Hills League, so let's go there from last night where Indian Hill knocked off Taylor. 60 to 6. They've obviously been a very dominant team. Hold on, I bet Wyoming scores similar. 63-7 over Finneytown, but for Indian Hill, Ty it's Thornton, unbelievable. 15 to 19, 174, four touchdowns through the air, ran for another 130 and two touchdowns. Do you think they have an assistant coach on the sideline that follows the other game? Yeah, uh, they're scoring more. But I mean, those two teams, honestly, Indian Hill, Wyoming, year in and year out, are so they really and, are. And again, will not yes. play in the regular season Correct. just the way the schedules uh, work themselves out. Wyoming held Finneytown to one first down. Sheesh. Marymont. With a late touchdown, yeah. beat Reading 25-20. Andrew Glassmeyer, Pike's not even here to defend the Blue 38 Devils. yards to Max Tepe for the win. And Madeira shut out Deer Park 44 to nothing. In the Miami Valley Conference, we'll go to the Gray Division. Well, first in the Scarlet Division, CHCA with a 56-19 win over Norwood. Summit yeah. beat Purcell. In the Gray Division, though, New Miami, this is interesting. They stay undefeated, but they haven't played very many games. They beat Cincinnati Country Day 35-10, to yep. losing to 3-0 and 2-0. And that's important because North College will beat Lachlan 28-25 to give Lachlan its lone loss in, in that league. So I guess New Miami could win the league. To my frame guy, yes. Andy Stuckert, first year at New Miami, was previously with Nate Mahan. At Little Miami, was at Northwest with Nate and uh, took over the New Miami. That's his first head coaching job, and he owns Heirloom Framing Company. Does a great job. He's framed every showdown print that we've ever had, and and I know he's really excited. Dominic Goodman, the old Cole Rain yep, yep. quarterback, is his offensive coordinator, but he's obviously doing a good job, and he's a great guy. Played at Fairfield, actually played in the very first Skyline Chili Crosstown showdown for Fairfield in 98 and was a Cincinnati commando. He was. He actually ended up having to play center because nobody else could shotgun yeah. snap it, yes. even though he was listed as a fullback. Right. Played at Hanover think, in college. Think, think yes. about that for a moment. Uh, and also, St. Bernard with a 37-9 win over Miami Valley Christian. Miami Valley Christian's now been outscored 199 to nothing. Ooh, Ouch. rough. And finally, we go nice to my field, favorite though. league. The SBAAC, I'm going to call it the American Football League of high school football, where they just throw it and run it all over the place. The showdown game of the night, though, in that league was Clinton Massey knocking off New Richmond 49-41. alma mater. Massey Massey goes to 5-0, 4-0. New Richmond falls to 4-1, 2-1. And my guy at Western Brown, Drew Novak, 40-34 winners over Wilmington. He throws four touchdown passes on the year in five games. Okay. 
1,963 yards, That's 19 touchdowns, two interceptions. I'm assuming this is his brother, Dylan, who caught six passes for 173 and two TDs. And in the other division, the National Division, Williamsburg, or excuse me, Bethel Tate, rather, uh, improves I to 4-0 and in the league. Seth Vining completes 11 yeah. and 12 passes, 243, two touchdowns. They knock off Williamsburg 35-7. to That's important because then Phil Perry suffered its first league loss. Losing to Blanchester by a final count of fifty to fourteen. Eagle wanted to make sure I told that story about how he played soccer, was the kicker, and made it and for those trip know, somebody the, up the on e- the-, the Eagle is a young man named Zach Ritter who right. is uh, who, who works with us on many capacities. Yes. Well, Eagle informed me that his trip, his tackle on the kickoff after he kicked off was a touchdown saver. I bet it was. That's what he said. I have no. I'm, I'm did, trying did, to did, look for film, but did, I haven't found it. Did yet. he run the guy down from behind? Dude, the, he probably fell that's, down and right in the path that's of the guy. Exactly what right. I'm thinking happened. Yes. All there you go. Hey, our thanks to uh, Turpin coach Kent yep. McCullough, Jake Miners, the head coach at East Central, and Steve Specht, who just joined us. I'm looking forward to reading that book. Yep. For our executive producer and engineer and man of all trades, Rob Ebel and Tom Gamble, I'm Richard Skinner. This has been the Greater Cincinnati Scoreboard and Recap Show.